Welcome to the $100 MBA Show, the business podcast that guarantees to pack more value in 10 minutes than any other podcast out there with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a guest teacher episode where we bring on an expert to teach you an important business lesson. And today's guest teacher is very, very special. I could barely hold back my excitement. Today's guest teacher is the co-founder of the $100 MBA Webinar Ninja and the producer of this show, Nicole Baldinu. Nicole is also my better half. She's my partner in life as well as my partner in business, but she's also a rock star manager on our team. And today she's going to teach you a great lesson on the five essentials to managing a remote team. If you don't know already, our business, our team is a remote team. We have many different team members that live in different parts of the world. And today, Nicole's going to share with you some essentials, some great strategies when it comes to managing a team remotely. And this is something that is becoming more and more popular, breaking convention and running your team virtually. I can't wait for this lesson today. So let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by Braintree. If you're working on a mobile app and searching for a simple payment solution, check out Braintree. With one simple integration, you can offer your customers every way to pay, period. To learn more and for your first $50,000 in transactions completely fee-free, go to braintreepayments.com MBA. That's braintreepayments.com MBA. Like I mentioned, Nicole and I have teammates in our business that are located around the world. We have teammates that are here in the States and different parts of America. We have teammates that are based in the Philippines. We have teammates that are based in India. And everybody who works in our business is a full-time employee, just like any other traditional business, except we're not in an office together. We work together in a virtual team, in a remote team. And Nicole manages more than half our employees. Now, Nicole and I are still learning. We're still growing, but we've learned a lot along the way. And today, Nicole's going to share with you the five essentials when it comes to managing your remote team. Even if you're just starting out, even if it's just you and another partner or something like that, this is a great lesson because it sets you up for success. It gets you ready for expansion when you start growing and start hiring your first hire. I'm going to pass it on to Nicole right now, but I'll be back with my own insights at the end of the episode. Take it away, Nicole. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me today on what are my top five essentials to managing a remote team. Now I'm using the word remote instead of virtual, but it's exactly the same thing. There's not a ton of literature out there on remote work, let alone managing a distributed workforce. So I hope this lesson is going to be really useful for you, whether you already have team members based in different locations or whether you're thinking of making your first hire as you're growing your business. Now you might be thinking, isn't management management? How is it different in this context? It is so different, and I'm going to outline some really important factors, maybe some things you hadn't even thought of, that will help you manage a remote team really well. All right, let's do this. Let's get down to business. I don't want to over-theorize in this lesson, but rather I want to give you some practical examples and applications of these five essentials. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've learned a lot of this through the growth of our own business and a lot of it through trial and error. The first essential that I'm going to give you today actually comes straight from a book that I just finished reading. The book's called Remote, Office Not Required. 
I know I said there's not a lot of literature out there on the topic, but I did find this book and it's excellent. I highly recommend it. I'll make sure it goes in today's show notes. The book's by the founders of 37 Signals, Jason Fried and David Hanemeyer Hansen. The first essential is, as the authors put, don't herd cats, lead and verify the work. Conventionally, a manager's role involved overseeing employees that are there in front of them, or at least they're somewhere nearby and they can be sprung upon at any given moment. We've all been there, right? But this really changes when it comes to a team that's not there in front of you. I know that sounds really obvious, but the point here is that you shouldn't worry that you can't see your team members, hence the herding cats bit. But your team has got work to get on with, and it's your job to verify that the work has been done. So this implies that you know what the tasks are, and at best you can perform them yourself. So for example, a lot of the work that we've given out, I used to actually do myself, whether that was managing the blog, the social media, even editing this show. But now as I've given over the work to somebody else as we've grown, it's the work that comes back that matters. Deadlines, I've discussed them. There's no need for me to be checking in on someone every five minutes. If you're a good manager, you communicate as often as is needed with the information that's needed. So in our case, that's still every day. We have one daily email that goes out at the start of the day and then the end of day report email that comes back saying what's been done that day. We can also meet on Skype once or twice a month just to touch base. Um, And we also use Slack for just quick communications throughout the day. Because we're not physically in each other's faces, there is a need to check in with the team much more regularly. That's important. But I'm not really worried about whether someone's on Facebook or on YouTube. That kind of anxiety, I mean, I'm not concerned about it. As long as I get the work back and it's the quality of work that I expect, then that's really all that counts. So the point here is you're not worried about the fact that you can't physically see your team members throughout the day. It's the work that comes back to you that counts. And this leads me to essential number two which is clear and consistent communication. We talk a lot about communication on the show because it's so important. And I would have to say that your written communication needs to be super clear and concise, meaning you have to give all the information, but you want to keep it as succinct as possible. When you're not directing your communication, there's a lot of room for inference. And for us, we use email, Slack, that chat software, and Skype to communicate with our team. I'm going to go quickly into detail on how we use each one. Emails are for the day-to-day instructions and follow-up of tasks completed. And even our subject line of the emails are set. So when I see an EOD, I know that's the end-of-day report. If I see action needed, that means that whoever's receiving that email needs to take action on that email. When I communicate, for example, with um, my editor, Carl, I might just put the title, the number of the episode in the subject. So I know it sounds pedantic, but really even the subject line needs to be set out and clear and consistent every time. I mentioned Slack. That's our chat software that we use. And that's really for spur of the moment updates and just quick questions or any instant communication that needs to happen throughout the day. We use Skype when we want to have our meetings. Um, You know, that happens maybe twice a month and that's so we can see each other. But, um, you know, for me, for my team members, it might be just once or twice a month. Obviously, with Omar and the Webinar Ninja team of developers, he meets a lot more regularly so they can do screen sharing and they can, you know, just catch up on all the tasks and, and where they're at with those. All right. Essential number three, create organized and efficient systems. The systems that you create are going to provide the support structure for your team to work efficiently. And you really want things to be efficient and you don't want them to be complicated. 
I'm going to give you some examples. So for our team, we have actually written out all the procedures for the tasks and we've created shared documents. We use Google Drive to give access to those shared documents. We'll make even short video tutorials using ScreenFlow. Um, and then we use LastPass to give access to all the different accounts that people need. And that's very secure and very easy to use. You know, there are really maybe four or five tools that we use to support our work and um, and it just works for us. I know there's um, other project management softwares out there like Basecamp and Asana and I've heard great things about them, but to be honest, I can't comment because we haven't used them. And, um, you know, we're really happy with the tools that we're using right now. Again, we're going to put all those links in today's show notes. I'm going to be honest with you, writing out those tasks at the beginning is really time consuming. Uh, You know, a 10 minute task might have taken me an hour to write out. And, you know, that's obviously because you have to explain things far more explicitly when the person's not there. If you're in the physical office with someone, it's so easy to just sit down with them and show them, you know, do a quick run through of how to do something. So obviously with a remote team, you have to explain things a lot more clearly, a lot more step-by-step and also provide maybe that visual cue. It could be a um, PowerPoint or keynote presentation. It could be that screen flow, uh, screencast that I talked about. Whatever it is, it's going to really lay out the task super clearly for somebody to follow. Now, something that happened in my case was that some of the procedures that I had laid out weren't the best. And what ended up happening was a team member that was doing it ended up modifying that procedure for me. So if that person gets promoted and someone else has to take over that role, the procedure's already in place. All the documentation is there. So setting up all of these systems, you know, does take a little bit of time, but it does go a long way. All right, let's go on to essential number four. Create a strong culture. The reason why people desperately want to work for Airbnb is because it's a great company. The CEO and co-founder, Brian Chesky, has made it a point to ensure that culture is the foundation of the company. There's another company that we talk about a lot on here on the show, and that's Buffer.com. They're a 100% remote company, but if you ever communicate with their team, you'll instantly recognize a strong cultural identity. They're friendly, upbeat, and you can just sense that the other person at the end of the email is really happy. They're happy to work for Buffer.com. And this doesn't happen by accident. It is completely intentional. It might sound all woo-woo to you, but in fact, having a great culture does affect your bottom line. You want to be the company that people want to work for, and you don't even have to be a big company to do that. I'm going to give you our own humble example. We found our audio editor, Carl, through Cindy, who's our content and media manager here. He's a friend of hers, and she, you know, recommended the job to him. Now, as a friend, would she recommend a crappy place to work? You get my point, right? So... They're amazing team members and our team knows that they matter and that our customers matter. And you're going to see these values of ours expressed in every communication that goes out. So be really conscious of the culture you create as it directly impacts the kind of team that you build and ultimately how successful you're going to grow as a business. All right, this is my last one. I think I'm really running out of time and it's essential number five and that's give honest and sincere praise in abundance. One of my all-time favorite books is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this comes straight from his book. He talks about giving praise often and rewarding great work as being one of the best things you can do as a manager. It's directly reflected in the productivity, the motivation, and the quality of work in the team. I've seen this. And, you know, when we're talking about praise, we're not talking about flattery. People can smell flattery. You can try to be insincere and you can try to fake it, but it just doesn't work. 
So when you're honest and you know you don't hold back praise and you reward great work, you're only going to see great work multiplied. I've seen people flourish in our team just because I've recognized the fact that they've done such a great job. I don't hold back. And you know, I really believe that it's not wishful thinking to have a motivated team because I've seen it. Motivation happens when people care about the work they do and they care about the people that they do that work with. Some people might think that giving too much praise is a sign of weakness, but I really don't believe that. And on the off chance that you do find someone that takes advantage, you're going to figure that out really quickly. That could even mean letting somebody go. Hopefully it doesn't go that far, but you know, trying to play big boss all the time, it doesn't work because if you do have to get tough, if that's the default, it's just not going to be as effective. Okay, I hope I wasn't rushing through those because I had to get those in 10 minutes. Those are my top five for managing a remote team. Guys, I hope they were useful. If you have any comments or questions, you can always let me know on Twitter. My handle is at Nicole underscore Baldinu, B-A-L-D-I-N-U. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I'll catch you next time. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Did you know that summer is a great time to hire the best people? With competitors on vacation, there's less competition for quality candidates. We know this firsthand. We actually hired a couple of people this summer. But posting jobs in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. Short staffing leaves you little time to post to dozens of job sites. But with ZipRecruiter, you can post to up to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Watch brand new candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface within 24 hours. Plus, be instantly matched to candidates from over 4 million resumes. This dramatically increases your chances of hiring a rock star for your team. And ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. Another thing I love about ZipRecruiter is their customer service. They are there to make sure you succeed. They're even there to help you out with your job posting. If you've never posted a job and you don't know how to write your job description or the actual posting itself, they can help you out with that. And today, you could try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MBA. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MBA to try out ZipRecruiter for free. If you're starting out, if you're growing your team, this is a great way to find great talent. Head on over to ZipRecruiter.com slash MBA. Yes, that was a great lesson by Nicole. You completely nailed it, my love. Amazing job. Guys, I want to give you a few insights of my own when it comes to managing a team remotely. Now, when I'm managing the teammates I'm responsible for, a few things that come to mind. One, you can't manage everybody the same way. You're going to get different personalities, different types of people work in different types of ways. Some people need a little bit of freedom, a little bit of flex, and some people need to be looked after a little bit more closely. They prefer that. So keep that in mind. Get to know the people you're working with and understand how they like to be managed. Two, recognize that attitude is incredibly valuable. So when you have a teammate that's motivated, that has a great attitude, make sure you let them know that you appreciate that. Attitude is one of those things you just can't teach. Even if they haven't gotten to the skill set that you need, you're training them to do a certain task, they will get there. You can train somebody to do something, but you can't train somebody to have a good attitude. That's why it's so important to make sure that you hire for attitude, but also when they have that great attitude, you encourage it and you praise it. Because a great attitude is so important when people are working remotely because they have to self-motivate themselves. They have to have a reason to do a good job other than the money. And the last insight I want to share with you is get to know your employees, get to know your teammates on a personal level. 
Nicole touched on this, but I want to give a few examples. You know, our project manager for Webinar Ninja, his name is Robert, and he lives in India. And I made sure I invested the time to get to know him, his family. He just recently got married. I asked him how that's going, how his honeymoon went. I also know a bit about where he lives, what's going on. I have his city, Gujarat, on my weather app on my phone because if they have a storm or something's going on, you know, they often have, you know, some heavy monsoons there. I like to send him an email and make sure him and his family are all right. It makes a huge difference when you take a personal interest in the people that help build your business. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. If you enjoyed Nicole's guest lesson today, let her know on Twitter. Her handle is Nicole underscore Baldinu, B-A-L-D-I-N-U. Hey, I would love to see more Nicole on the show. I know a lot of you have been saying that, and we're so happy that we're able to have her as a guest teacher today. Also, let us know what you think in an iTunes rating and review. If you're on your iPhone, just click on the cover art. You'll see a link that says, give us a rating and review. If you're on a browser, just go to 100mba.net slash show. Thank you in advance for showing your support for the show by leaving us iTunes rating and reviews. All right, guys, I want to leave you with this. As an entrepreneur, you're constantly working on different skills. You're working on your communication skills. You're working on your management skills. You're working on your finance skills. You're working on your creative abilities. How creative could you be? And sometimes it gets overwhelming. Like you're not sure which skill you need to work on at all times. And my advice to you when it comes to that, don't get overwhelmed. Work on one thing at a time and work on what you need to work on at that moment. So if you're hiring and you're building a team, try to focus on your management skills. Read some of the books we mentioned in our must-read episodes on management or some of the management books that are listed on our Big 40 blog post, which is a blog post of the 40 business books I recommend. If your main focus is communication because you're speaking on stage more or you're blogging more or you're doing a podcast, take some time and focus on those skills. Don't feel the need to always be working on everything at the same time. It's very hard to get any traction or any progress when you're working on multiple things at one time. Focus on what you need to improve in that moment. All right, guys, I hope that helps and hope to see you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.